0: Do so you ever have a tool out in the shop, and you walk by it and figure, eh, hey, what the hell, pick it up and just start using it? Randomly use a tool? Well, not randomly, like a project you're going to work on, but you figure you're going to work on another part of it that day, and then you end up doing something totally different because the tool was out.
1: So you're saying, like, I walk through the shop, and, and I just see, like, a crescent wrench sitting there, so I just grab it and start <laughs> wrenching on something? Okay. Yeah,
0: essentially, yeah. In my case, it was a welder. Okay, I, I, I was now, I'm mark? not really following you, no, no. <laughs> so I, w- I was in the garage, uh, was it last week, a couple days ago, something like that, and the welder was out. You know, I had it all hooked up, and I, I was welding some plates together, and I'm like, hmm. Trying to make like one big like, you know, turkey <laughs> plate for di- for Thanksgiving or something? No, no, I was putting two uh, patch panel pieces together. Oh, all right. And I looked down, and I figured, you know what, the paint's cured long enough. I could probably get the floor welded in pretty quick. So I figured, hey, what the hey? <laughs> so I put it in, and uh, in about an hour, I had the uh, entire rest of the flooring Project XJ done. Well, very cool. Well, on the passenger side. I very still got cool. the other half of the Jeep. So but.
1: you weren't planning on doing some <laughs> welding, but you did some welding.
0: I was planning on doing about a two-and-a-half-inch strip of steel and ended up doing the entire other uh, front patch panel. Well, it's good. It's motivation, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it just happened to be out and uh, rolled with it.
1: Well, speaking of rolling with things, uh, you want to talk about some body work today? I, I could
0: probably keep up with that, yeah. All right, let's do that. <laughs> Sounds good. It's time to hit the trail. Lock in those hubs and throw it into low range because you are listening to Wheelin' with keith and johnny orange broadcasting from the thin line off-road studio they're here to talk about 4x4s trucks and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors buckle up here's your hosts
1: keith and johnny orange so John, I uh, was looking at four by four talk, and I I think it was four. Or did you just text me the pictures? This last week's been a fog. Um, well, I understand. You showed me some pictures of, of Project XJ and the
0: floor. Yes. Yep. That that was after I, I just kind of had my out of nowhere motivation to work on it.
1: Was that on four by four talk on Facebook? Or, yes. Yep. Oh, okay. It was on there then.
0: I may have sent you a picture too in text, but okay. I know that it, overall it was in there for sure. So are the floors done in Project XJ now? The passenger side is, which is a huge step because there's one patch panel left in the back by the uh, the rear wheel well. But with a leaking fuel tank, I am not going to do that. <laughs> Just pull the fuel tank out and weld it all up. Well, I will, but I'm going to wait till I get the other side caught up and then I'll, I'll cut the tank out and then uh, do the last couple patches. So is that
1: like the majority <clears throat> of your Project XJ updates right now?
0: Uh, right now, yeah. Uh, I, I harvested the muffler for it from the Wrangler, too. So, from Pegasus. You know, I saw your post on 4x4 <laughs> Talk. I saw your, you, you texted me pictures. Mm-hmm.
1: You seemed to be hemming and hawing over the last couple of days as to whether yeah. or
0: not to put that, what you called resonator, <laughs> uh, up or down. Yeah. I did end up going down with it. Mm. So, I, I, I think you saw, I don't know if you got the follow up video of it. Yeah, I did. You put a stack on your Jeep. <laughs> yeah, with a <the> flapper. <laughs> oh, my God, John.
1: Okay, well, all right. I, I'm not a fan of stacks on anything
0: except Gen- for, like, semi-trucks. Generally, I'm not, but th- this actually solved quite a few problems. Because you're too lazy to bend the pipe? <laughs> kind <laughs> of. No, so I've had this really, really loud clanging noise in the back of the Jeep, Something I just never noticed while driving down the road when I had the rear seat in, but I took that out. So you put a louder exhaust on it so you don't hear the clanging noise? It's actually quieter. Oh. (laughs) I couldn't believe it. It's way quieter than before. All right. So I, I needed the muffler from it for Project XJ. The, the existing exhaust on that thing actually touched the starter, so I've, I've cooked through two or three starters since I started. Hang, hang on, hang on. You, you've completely lost me at this point. <laughs> are, are you telling me
1: that you pulled the muffler off of Pegasus to put on Project XJ and then you yes. took the muffler
0: off of Project XJ and used it on Pegasus? No. <laughs> oh. I, I, I took one muffler off of Pegasus for Project XJ. How many mufflers were on Pegasus? One. Okay. And then I this this stack I, I bought off a Facebook Marketplace last weekend for twenty bucks stainless it was a patch pipe the guy used for some car exhaust system okay so I repurposed it cut the one end off put a flapper on it and made it into a stack on Project X uh, Pegasus all right I mean <clears throat> it's unique I'm gonna give you that oh yeah it's different I'm still gonna make fun of you.
1: Oh, that's fine. That's fine. And so I'm going to tell you, when we get that thing up the mounds and you get that into the hills and you start twisting it around, <laughs> you are going to bend that thing
0: or you're going to we'll, break we'll it see. off. I'll, I'll, I'll give it some scratches. I don't think it'll do anything else. It's pretty solidly mounted. Doesn't matter how solidly mounted it is. A tree is more solid. True. True. We'll we'll see what happens. Uh, all right. All right. I I, I don't know, man. I <laughs> do it doing this. So I said it gets rid of the clanging noise from the rusted out tailpipe. It gets the, all the heat off the starter, so I hopefully won't be cooking those anymore. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me. It's it actually gets rid of an exhaust leak, pretty bad exhaust leak that I had under the hood. So now you just dump the exhaust onto the hood. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's above of jeep. <sighs> We're and then the it actually does off, increase ground, ground clearance. I don't know. We'll see what happens. It's a passenger's problem, not my problem. <laughs> oh, my God, John. No, it, it's far enough above and offset out just enough. It should be okay. We'll see what happens. I think you need to get rid of that flapper. No. And you need to put one of
1: those rubber chickens on the end of it. That, so, like, you ever Wait, seen what? that? I haven't, You're, no. You've never seen where someone puts, like, a rubber chicken <laughs> on the end of yeah, a uh, it, stack, no. and so, it, like, it inflates, and it goes, <laughs> oh god i don't have to find that yeah do they make one that's
0: heat tolerant i don't know apparently it works i've seen it on videos Hmm. just give me some bad ideas yeah (laughs) um anyways anyways so that
1: that's your project updates um i guess we're kind of rolling right into our 4 by 4 news section is what we're doing right i suppose sure okay um I don't have any project updates with the exception of we've inherited another project. Oh, really? Yeah. So um, my brother, uh, who was a sponsor of Wheels in the Woods, as oh, you know, Jeff. yeah awesome. Jeff. Um, he has a 08 Chevy extended cab 4x4 Silverado, Ooh. I think it's a Z71, I could be wrong there, um, but he had a pretty nice truck, high miles, but pretty nice condition. So it's only eleven years old. Mm-hmm. And the uh, his kid was cut off in traffic, and he ended up guard railing it. Ooh! And it still runs and drives fine, but the passenger fender, the passenger door, and the passenger side of the bed are all pretty banged up. And there, it needs a and tail light it. and a wheel, but the truck still runs and drives nice. And he gave it to my kid for his first vehicle. Oh, cool. So um we're going to go over the next couple days, week, with everything going on. We're going to pick it up pretty soon. We're going to awesome. trailer it back because of the cracked wheel. Yeah. Because we need to get a wheel for it. Um, but, uh, you know, he's got no money into it now. And, you know, the kid's got a little part-time job already. Nice. So he's going to have to learn the fine art of bodywork. to... Oh, that's fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Looking at the picture so far... I think we're going to be looking at a passenger front fender uh, replacement there. Mm -hmm. But I think we might be able to teach them a little bit of banging uh, out dents on the door because I think the door is salvageable. That works. Um, So we'll find out there. Nice. And the bed, uh, we're not going to go buy a whole bed for it, so he's going to also learn how to use some hydraulic jacks and some fun whatever we need to use to try to straighten the bed a little bit. Um, fun. It, it, this, I'm making it sound worse than it really is. It's just cosmetic. Mm-hmm. I mean, he could drive it as it is if you put another taillight and a wheel on it. But Have you taught him the trick of the rattle can job? rattle can job you just spraying over the dents and they rust exactly hide most of it oh <laughs> well, yeah there you go uh so i already told him we could change the color if you wanted to i mean if you wanted to
0: spray the whole thing like flat black or something i don't i, I support that decision i love flat black yeah it's my favorite color I actually, one of th-
1: my I actually think that era of chevy truck looked pretty good in flat black too they, they've oh got, yeah they got a neat is that the one with the quad headlights or just the two uh no it's got the it's got two but they're the big because you gotta remember we're talking pretty new there's only there's no eight oh so right this right has right, got right. The, i'm thinking older yeah, this has got the um uh the you know the big composite headlights in the front of it. Gotcha. And but uh anyway, I think it's a pretty and the interior's mint, I think it's a perfect vehicle for what a first. What color vehicle. is it now? The typical Chevy red? It's like the old man tan.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice.
1: Not bad. Uh, it's got a set of uh fender flares that look like
0: bushwhackers, but they're not. Hmm. They're like Chinese ripoff off bushwhackers. I've seen a few of those. So it makes uh, it hard when you're trying to sell genuine bushwhacker flares you know. and everybody's buying the El Cheapos?
1: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Sucks.
0: But uh, so, yeah, I mean, and so we had talked today about
1: getting Preston on the podcast Mm. to talk about you know some of his plans for the truck but mm-hmm. i think he actually as you know he had an event he had to go to right now so i'm thinking that we'll get him on here pretty soon once he starts to get some experience getting his hands greasy sounds good um or well bodywork, uh, his hands a little dusty uh, with uh,
0: dusty yeah that, that first and foremost the biggest thing i would recommend he get some sort of respirator dust mask yeah i don't use one and i regret it every time <laughs> well, you know they're cheap enough. You can go get one at Harbor Freight or something. Yeah, no, I, I really should. Because I've you... I've noticed. And what do you like?
1: Walk in and you're like, oh man, it's sixteen dollars. That's like four beers.
0: <laughs> no, nah, I just I just don't. I just use what's there. So or two cases of Natty Light or something. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the two cases of Natty Light goes a long way when you're working on the Jeep. <laughs>
1: um so you've been doing body work most all week right
0: uh yeah and exhaust the last couple days okay yeah
1: um well i guess if this is a body work episode we need to kind of talk about some do's some don'ts some tips and tricks uh you know obviously body work is do a wear a
0: breathing mask visual thing yeah do yeah. not not wear a breathing mask <laughs> those dust masks that
1: you buy for like home deep or home uh, renovation work are not adequate for any sort of paint fumes or anything like that
0: they're not but they if you're grinding cutting sanding they'll definitely help keep the dust out of your face yeah, yeah and that, that's probably the biggest issue that i have you know and then as you know any sort of paint any chemical usage or anything proper ventilation and well ventilated yeah um
1: if you're painting in a home garage, say, say you're repainting an entire vehicle, mm-hmm. um, there's lots of things you can find out online. But I've seen guys that have taken and, and draped plastic around like the inside of, say, a one or two car garage. Mm-hmm. Open the garage door, wet down the floor with a hose, and then so it, so it keeps any dust down. And then hmm. you throw a like a box fan in the door, blowing outside. Huh. I've never heard of that. So one. So it draws any other dust out of the air. It's I any, remember that. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, There's lots of little tricks you can do at home. Um, A lot of states now, though, and this is something I only found out about a year or two ago, especially California, but they're not the only one. A lot of states, any sort of um, vehicle painting that you do at home, uh, the only legal way to do it is with the waterborne paints. Um, the, yeah. uh, the acrylic enamels and, or the acrylics and the enamels are no longer legal to use in your home hmm. garage. Good thing we not, don't live in California. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> not that anybody's going to catch you doing it. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Actually, I have no idea here in Michigan whether or not you can legally do that. I know that I have, as a shade tree mechanic, <laughs> used. Um, uh, rust-oleum mixed it with acetone and mm-hmm. sprayed a number of trucks for like my dad's company and stuff gotcha and uh, it's a cheap way to repaint a truck Meh. and i've done it under a tree in the shade <laughs> literally
0: shade tree you know i like that i like that i gotta remember that term <laughs> what i've never heard that that term used that way before i like it shade tree mechanic well you're literally doing it though i mean you're the literal term in the shade of a tree oh <laughs> well, yeah yeah you're the shade of a tree <laughs> That's awesome I see producer, Andrew, looking at his watch. Is it already
1: that time? No. Okay. I, just, <laughs> I was like, what the heck's going on? I'm like, we're not that far along. <laughs> um, you know, so yeah, I don't know where else uh, to start at body work. Basically, okay. Um, backing up a little bit, the, the question in the wheeling world would be when is a good time to consider doing your own body work or not? um and in
0: my case i have no budget to have it done that's a
1: great reason to do it yourself yeah
0: and most of what i need done nobody would touch anyways they'd tell me it's a loss
1: well there's that um michigan you know midwest northeast vehicles uh, a lot of times rust issues oh yeah a lot of times you're depending on what state you're in they have vehicle inspections and I think it's something I'll like forget about
0: that. Yeah, it's like 30
1: something states have vehicle inspections. Really? And rust oh. is part of most of those. Really? So, you know, you go in and you got rotted out rockers or rotted out <laughs> quarter panels. <laughs> yes, yes. And yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you you know, they'll fail the inspection and now you're talking either going to a body shop and spending a lot of money or you're
0: talking to it at home. So you always forget about those inspections in other states. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there, that's definitely something to consider if you are in one of those states as the the quality of what you can do versus what you would need done. Well, you see, and that's that's
1: one of the questions that people have to think to themselves is if this rig is a trail-only rig, mm-hmm. You know, as far as I know, there's no states that do dent inspections. So if hmm. if you've got smashed up or warped sheet
0: metal, it's not a big deal, but if it's rotted out, it is a big deal. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, an understandable safety concern. Well, yeah. So, well, yeah. yeah. So, so, yeah. Eh, to a point, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, at home, if it's just a trail rig, you might... Rattle can it, duct tape it, and spray foam it and be done. Well, you could spray <laughs> foam
1: or you could even use a cheap Harbor Freight welder mm-hmm. and learn a little bit of
0: basic body work... You know, I, I, every, I will say this. Everybody knocks Harbor Freight quality on everything. So my very first welder that I ever had was a little 90 amp Harbor Freight Flux Core MIG welder. That thing has gotten me so far, it's not even funny. Did you get that from me? No, no. My parents got me for that for Christmas one year, actually. Oh, okay. And the very first thing that I made with it was some... I, I'm, so I, I, as you know, I cook outdoors a lot. So I modified uh, one of my grills... Yeah. and made a whole bunch of different upgrades and modifications to it using that welder. And even on project uh, or on the uh, Pegasus project, it that welder came in handy more times than I care to admit. <laughs> well,
1: it's better than not having one. And, oh, and absolutely. they work fine on sheet metal. I've used one of those flux cores. That was my f- no, my first <laughs> welder was an arc welder. My sec my first M- MIG welder, which was not really a MIG welder, it was a flux core welder. It was an old Harbor Freight Chicago Electric one yeah. as well. And I did a little bit of sheet metal repair myself. I, I think yeah. I think I did a floor
0: pan in a truck or something mm-hmm. with it. And it, it was, I wouldn't call They're it clean. Handy. Oh, no. Flux score is never clean. No. It's handy. Yeah. And, you know, it's essentially a wire feed arc welder at yeah, that point. Yeah, that's
1: true. That's and, true.
0: And, you know, doing all the tack welds on the, the Pegasus project, you know, this past couple of days, that's what I used. Yeah. You know, rather than drag the, the big MIG welder out, w- roll the tank over, hook it up. Get everything to look good for tack weld. It's perfect. Okay, this might be a good point to talk
1: about. Um, even with tack welding, mm-hmm. especially using a flux core on sheet metal. Yeah, but um, all forms of MIG welding or even TIG welding mm-hmm. on sheet metal. A lot of folks don't. You know, if you're doing the outside of the vehicle, so you're doing the the cosmetic exterior, the outside mm-hmm. of a fender, the outside of a door. People will take the time to surface prep it, grind it down, make it all pretty and before they paint it. And so you, you never know that the weld was ever there. Yeah. When people are doing floor pans, body braces, um, you know, things like that, mm-hmm. they tend not to do that. Yeah. And one big mistake that I have seen a number of wheelers make over the years, and I made this mistake early on working on vehicles, is to do the welds mm-hmm. and then just paint over them because they're, they're like, oh, well, the welds are there, and I don't care, they're under my carpet or they're whatever. <laughs> and they just they you know throw some paint over, and they think it's good enough. Mm-hmm. A lot of those welding processes have chemicals in them yes. that will eat the paint and cause rust oh, yeah. issues almost immediately. So yeah. you do need to
0: um, grind, smooth out. Or wire uh, wheel it at Wire at wheel the, yeah.
1: the welds before any sort of painting or
0: anything yeah. like that. Yeah, a lot of them too, especially flux core or arc welding, which you can absolutely do body work with both. It's a little more of a learning curve. Body work with it. Well, okay. It, it can be it's done. It's not 1949, John. <laughs> no, I mean, no. it can be done, but
1: it's... Yeah, yeah it's very, not practical. So no. assuming
0: you're MIG welding, assuming you're doing it on a budget with a flux core welder, sure, you need to make sure to get that flux up. Yeah. You know, that flux is there to protect the weld while you're doing it. Once you're done, you know, it's in the way. It's extra space. It'll crumble, you know, if you touch it just right and if you just paint over that now you step on it it's going to shatter now guess what you can build up moisture in that little pocket mm-hmm. which is just going to increase all that rust that you just worked all that time spent all that time and money you know eradicating
1: yeah yeah so
0: proper preparation is number one yeah you know w- once you replace the panel or replace what's you know rusted out you know to preserve it so you don't have to do it again or it's going to be a long time before you need to do it you have to prepare it before you paint it period yeah if you don't do that you'll be back in a couple years doing it all over again
1: yeah i would say on interior welds uh like floor pans trunk floors in in cars or trucks mm-hmm. or whatever uh at least least a wire wheel then oh, using yeah. seam sealer over it yeah before you paint it yeah, um, that tends to last for a long, long time. I've done a number yeah. of repairs on vehicles. Uh, in fact, uh, my my brother in law years ago, um, I love this. He he came over when I had my shop in Moraine City, and he came over and he had he's really into Sobs, and he brings yeah. I see the rolling of your eyes. That's cool. what most people say when you I, say
0: sorry. Right, I have a sob alternator in Pegasus. Okay, well,
1: <laughs> so he brings this sob nine thousand or something like that. Yeah, that's uh, what it's from. Uh, there you go, older <laughs> sob. It's awesome. He brings this thing over and uh, he's like, "Hey, I've got this little um, rust hole in the back. Um, is there any chance that because I he, he lives in Pennsylvania and he's mm-hmm. like I have Pennsylvania inspections? He's like, Would you any chance you could help me fix it?'" And I'm like, "Yeah, sure. No, not, not a problem." So we look in there and and this thing is just the entire fender well in the. Uh, the passenger rear of the vehicle is gone hmm. and he's like no, no no i i brought the part that we need and he had cut out the entire fender well and part <laughs> of the inner body structure from one from a junkyard nice and we spent two days with my plasma cutter plasma cutting out all the old stuff seaming it all in welding it seam sealing it and i believe he's still driving the car nice um but uh yeah it was Part of the thing that that people don't realize about body work, and and I think anybody who's really into cars knows this, but a lot, people that say are just a, a casual hobbyist mm-hmm. don't realize how time consuming oh, my body God. work is, and that's oh, why it's so man. expensive. Yeah, you know, especially in complex areas like that. So we had like, oh, yeah. I, I there was a bracket that went in at an angle. There was all sorts of different things, spot welds that we had mm-hmm. to deal with. There was a, there was a bunch of things like that. And, you know, if you're looking at, say, simply just pulling a dent out of a flat panel, it, oh, might, not, nothing. it might not be yeah. too bad. But if you're looking at major rust repair of something that is welded five different angles into the mm-hmm. body of the
0: vehicle, to have it done correctly and to have it done right is yeah. not cheap. So the, the, the one of my prior places of employment, we had a full-service body shop. McDonald's? No. Oh. <laughs> I mean, yeah, whatever. <laughs> Never worked there. So there were a number of times we had vehicle repairs where we had to purchase, you know, cut out sections of another vehicle to repair the one in the body shop with. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it's not just a matter of, you know, cut it out, bolt it in and go. It's a matter of, you know, cut back how far you have to go. Now take the donor panel, cut to match, get everything lined up, you know, tack weld in a few places you know, bang it out with a hammer and, you know, anvils to match. And then, you know, tack while the rest of it, beat it up, paint it up. It's, it's a very lengthy process. It really is. Um, and, of
1: course, a good body guy has got a lot of tricks for doing oh, things like that. Yeah. And, you know, I think at this point, um, enough – is that you?
0: No, it's not me. Uh, that's behind – that must be me. Um hmm. I think at this point... For those who don't know what's going on, someone's phone's buzzing, yeah. and we're all looking confused. Yeah, other. exactly. <laughs> uh, I think enough...
1: Well, over seven years has gone past, mm-hmm. so the statute of limitations <laughs> has expired. Um, the oh, it's fun where this the is person going? that I am going to refer to, which I'm not going to say his name, it's is since deceased, and he, oh. I believe he's been deceased since, for about seven years. So, oh, okay. Th- this, this whole thing... Um, I don't know how much you know, but I only realized this as an adult later on, that when I was a young man right out of high school, I worked at a, ho- or at a um, uh, chop shop. Oh, nice. Didn't know at the time I was working at a chop shop.
0: Nice. I thought I was working at a body shop. I knew you worked at a body shop. At least yeah, well, told it's, me. it was
1: still a body <laughs> shop, but... Um, Things happened in there that always made me question. I mean, there, there's a chance that these were legit, but I'm, I'm going to tell you this one story, and I'll never forget this, and this is the first time I ever used a plasma cutter. Before
0: you get into that, I don't know if we are about due for a break here. So how about, how about we hold off just a minute, and we'll come back and okay, uh, go over that in a minute. All right. Okay. Have you heard the good news? Now there's a local paper that people just can't seem to get enough of. It's the Thumbprint News. The Thumbprint News is free and full of interesting stories that focus on what's important in our lives. Stories that touch on this area's rich history, unique places, and the diverse cultures and people. You'll be in the know when you read The Thumbprint News. Go to thumbprintnews.com and read the paper online for free today welcome back to wheeling with keith and johnny orange just before the commercial break keith was about to tell us a story involving the statute of limitations yeah
1: okay (laughs) all right all right so uh i'm not involved yeah there you go
0: um
1: so i'm a young man at the time i'm 19 20 years old that was a
0: long time ago. yeah
1: i'm i'm apprenticing at a uh, quote-unquote body shop okay um they did do body work for hire um but this is the first time I ever got to use a plasma cutter. Ooh. Um, I still haven't used one. And you've never used mine? I thought you used mine. Nope, never. Oh, okay. It's funny. I have one. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I don't have the
0: power for it, so okay. I've never used it. But.
1: Well, i had been working there for, I don't know, maybe a month. Okay. And the guy that owned the body shop would was known for going to various auctions mm-hmm. and things like that, and he would buy wrecked cars, and he would fix them up, and gotcha.
0: then he had a little lot out in front of the body shop, and he would sell them. And people knew that I, these I were know a few customers from past places of employment that did that.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And this was, in, but people that that is one thing people knew that these yeah. were these were wreck cars that had been rebuilt and whatever, and they were fine. That he would sell them pretty cheap. These mm-hmm. were just these were just you know beaters with a heater kind of thing, you know. Nice and uh, no AC. Uh, yeah, <laughs> depends <laughs> on the car. So. Um, he goes to an auction, and he comes back with a maybe two-year-old at most. like So almost brand new Cadillac Eldorado Ooh. that had been rear-ended so Ooh. severely that the trunk is almost in the back seat.
0: That's what happened to my old Lincoln.
1: Yeah. Oh, I remember seeing that video. Yeah, yeah, that was sad. So um this thing is really, really rear-ended, really bad. And so I'm like, what are we going to do? He's like, well, we're going to fix it. We're going to sell it. And I'm thinking... Man, this the parts for this thing be real expensive. It's almost a brand new car. Um, You know, he's like, "Oh, I got this." The next day after this, you know, totaled out Cadillac shows up. I come to work. I come in, and there is a what I would call a brand new, um, same model, style, Hmm. but really close. I mean, Cadillac Eldorado, perfect condition, running and driving vehicle same color everything sitting there in the body shop and hmm. i'm like okay i'm like and i knew he hadn't fixed the other one because it's still sitting out in the parking lot and yeah. i'm like so i walk in i'm like oh what's with this car and he's like uh we're gonna use it for parts and i'm like but this oh, car's okay. fine <laughs> and he's like yeah fire up the plasma cutter cut it at the c pillars cut it across the floor pull the interior out pull the entire back half of this car off
0: hmm.
1: okay and so that's what I did for the day. I literally cut a pretty much brand spanking new Cadillac Eldorado in half.
0: That sounds like fun. And
1: uh, <laughs> had this back half. And then we, and I'm like, what do we do with the rest of the car? Now, mind you, it's a running and driving car that's oh, yeah. almost brand new. He's like, Guess cut up in pieces and throw it in the dumpster. And I'm like, okay, okay." (laughs) exactly. It's not sketchy at all. No, no. So that's what we did. Um, (laughs) I think, if I remember right, a guy we worked with took the engine and trans home, but the rest of it. I I would hope someone would take at least the engine. Yeah. But the rest of it all went in the dumpster. And we take this rear-ended one into the body shop. We cut the back of it off. And we seam these two cars together. (laughs) And you would have never known this car had ever been wrecked. And I and I'm like. So what you're saying is the place did great body work. Oh yeah. (laughs) Oh, he could when he wanted to. But I'm like, why are we not? Just using the good the one. good one, you know, and he's like, "I don't ask questions, just do your job." And I'm just like, "Okay, okay. all right." So, hmm. you know, I was probably an accomplice, but
0: at the same point, <laughs> I was I was an
1: employee.
0: So, yeah. I I don't know, man. I think there's a legal thing around that. I could be mistaken. Uh, I, but I, I like don't you know. Like you said, it's been long enough. It's been it's been yeah. <laughs> we're
1: talking almost twenty years ago
0: yeah.
1: now, hmm. and um. I just I and there was a couple more instances that happened like that over mm-hmm. the years. Not a lot, not a lot, but just enough for me to question the legitimacy yeah. of some of the things that happened
0: there. Well, I'll say this, thankfully where I was, everything was legit by the book, you know, all legal, registered, recorded and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. So we never had anything like that. <laughs> yeah, no, nothing like that. <laughs> no, huh? no. I mean, no, I I've questioned some of the places I've gotten parts before. Well, yeah, yeah. I know the place I got an engine hoist was uh it was a good price we'll leave it at that (laughs) yeah there you go um so
1: uh you know before we keep talking about body work um we should probably you know finish out kind of like well we probably finished out for no we didn't finish out 4 by 4 news not quite i I don't have anything you don't have anything okay off the top of my head um i don't have any major 4 by 4 news um i have very minor news that this is more more of a I wouldn't call it museum news. I would just call it 4 by 4 news that kind of like is wheeling news that crosses over. Okay. Um, so I'm at the museum the other day, and um, the winner of the Yeti cooler from Wheels in the Woods came in to pick it up. And oh, cool. her Christmas walk tickets, and she visited for a little bit. And we're talking, and she's like, "Oh, I've been listening to the podcast. It's really good." And I'm like, "Oh, thank you very much." And she gave me what I'm still deciding if it's a compliment or not. <laughs> okay, she said, "You guys are really easy to listen to." She says, "You obviously cool. know each other, like each other." And I'm like, "Yeah, you know, sometimes." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: and uh, that's what she, these barley pops up. She's
1: like, with. "Yeah, she's like, you guys are easy to listen to because you you know you obviously have this rapport." She's like, "You're you're you're pretty much like listening to Dave and Chuck." the freak i love it <laughs> So okay you love it so i'm like i don't know we're gonna compared to david chuck i the think freak. that's a great compliment you,
0: well you're the freak then i'm dave no <laughs> oh no i got the longer name oh okay that's you're, you're the keith to the dave i'm johnny orange to chuck oh god i am chuck you the are freak. chuck you are the <laughs> chuck the freak i don't know i think uh, we need to ask if those guys want to weigh in on this so uh, some somebody Tag those guys in this episode once it uploads. Oh my god! And let's see what they say to us. Uh, I, we know. are being compared to you guys. What do you think about that? We, we can't compare <laughs> to them.
1: Those guys have no. been doing it for twenty years. They're yeah, they're way they're way better. Yeah, than they're they're listened to. Well, of course they're listened to worldwide as well because they have a they take their episodes to podcasts, which I listen to them this sometimes. Yeah. a podcast.
0: I, I'm not up early enough in the morning, unfortunately, right now to listen to them. But yeah, hopefully that'll change. Soon.
1: I, I like I do like listening to them. Oh, uh, I love their it. Show is pretty good, but uh, Dave and Chuck the Freak are are actually headquartered out of Detroit, but they're listened to in Boston, Miami, yep. Canada, Canada. They're listened to all over My the place. My
0: absolute favorite radio talk show, without a doubt.
1: Yeah, they are pretty good. Oh, yeah. So we got. I mean, getting compared to them, I, I love
0: I, it. I don't know. I think it's I, love pretty, I think it's
1: pretty good. But
0: <laughs> we should make a sticker. Keith, wheeling with Keith and Johnny Orange, like listening to Dave and Chuck the Freak.
1: But, yeah, we're, <laughs> we're like Dave and Chuck the Freak light. <laughs> oh. I don't know. Our our topic is completely different than them, but very you know. true, very true. So, um, in either case, I'm
0: curious to know what they think. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I doubt we're
1: going to get that feedback. Yeah, I, you know. I do too. But uh, <laughs> so, yeah, that would for four by four talk. That would be kind of the, the the you know all I've got right now. Um, museum minutes. Um, you know, the Mora is continuing to build. Uh, we. You know, all the numbers are coming in from Wheels in the Woods. Uh, It was
0: definitely a profitable event. We really appreciate everybody that was involved there. Awesome. That'll definitely go a long way to helping us, you know, make the museum better for sure.
1: There is some talk right now um, with the building owners um, that I think is going to be some pretty exciting news. I think that we are going to maybe get a little bit of a workshop area for some of our, Ooh, our like projects that. and as well as preservation of some of the museum vehicles. I like that. Um, we're, we're going to see, we're going to see, but, um, all there, developments there, for the future. I, I, I think there's going to be some expansion opportunities coming pretty soon. So that that's pretty, pretty exciting, cool, cool. but, uh, that'd be about it for, oh no, there is, there is, um, and producer Andrew's got some homework here. Um, Maybe we can get these on Facebook and Twitter soon enough. But at Wheels in the Woods, um, a gentleman, Bill Norris, uh, who Mm. you interviewed, gave us a stack of calendars. Oh, yes. And they are awesome. Uh, Pardon me. Yeah, I just lost my voice. They are awesome, awesome calendars. They're vintage Jeeps, flat fenders, uh, vintage FCs. I got to pick one of
0: those up still.
1: Um, Really cool uh, calendars. And he said, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you these. He sells them through his website and stuff like that. But he suggested that we sell them as a fundraiser to, for the Mora. Awesome. So he had donated to us. We're selling them. He suggested fifteen dollars a piece. I'm gonna take some bottle returns back, and I'm gonna pick one up. Oh, there you go, there you <laughs> go. Um, pretty soon, on you know some of the social medias or even the website, uh, you're going to see for the museum." The calendars available. Awesome. If somebody in the meantime is interested and you want one, um, get a hold of us. We can send you a PayPal address or something like that. But pretty cool uh, calendars that are going to be available oh, for they're, tomorrow. They're
0: awesome. I remember looking at the the ones that we had for the raffle the day of the uh, wheels in the woods. Those are some seriously cool calendars. Yeah. Well, you know, actually,
1: I did. We even when we talked about our sponsors, did we talk about Bill Norris? And the calendars he does through Dispatcher Magazine. I unfortunately
0: don't recall off the top of my head. I, don't I think, know we I, I don't know we talked briefly about them um, about the Wheels in the Woods show. Okay, all right. Well, I, but, there you Dispatcher Magazine, vintage
1: Jeep stuff. Um, he really cool mags. I'm not a subscriber. I probably should be pretty soon. We'll mm-hmm. see. Um, but they do these calendars. They sell them. Uh, we're selling them as well. And every every single dollar that you spend. Is going to support the Mora. Sweet, so very cool. Pretty cool uh, thing to do. Back to body work. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, unless you had anything else for the Mora, not that I can think of. Um, so, I guess I got body work things going on, and I'm still deciding with Project Excursion mm-hmm. if I'm going to be better cutting out the rockers and replacing with steel, or mm-hmm. if I'm going to be better you know kind of like restoring it back to stock yeah. um i think we talked about this in the past we did
0: we? briefly yeah i think uh the day you were at my house grabbing those tires
1: oh okay i thought we yeah. talked about it on an air we may have yeah well my so my two options here in my mind are are three options one would be to do the body work to make it just like a nice vehicle you mm-hmm. know replace those stainless or stainless the sheet metal rockers replace the doors i already have all four doors i have four rust-free doors from florida nice um replace the doors get the truck repainted mm. you know or repaint it myself
0: i, I support that but um, um, boom, so. done
1: <laughs> the other option that i see since it is kind of a future off-road project a little bit here and there. Um, is to cut out the rusty rockers, replace them with tube steel that's nice and heavy for rocks and mm-hmm. for trail riding.
0: I, I support this.
1: You support this as well, highly. And maybe <laughs> maybe boat tail the doors or something, or bob tail the doors where I cut the bottom off, so I don't have as much sheet
0: metal hanging down. I, I support this too. You're no help. You're not helping <laughs> me decide, John. I'm telling you to go that route. That's okay. essentially what I'm doing with Project XJ, mm. except I'm actually extending the steel past the doors. That way i can fold the lip down and use that as the the weld to spot and then okay. i end up with uh, essentially a rock rail protect the doors too yeah so that's an option okay well, maybe so an option
1: from from a wheeling i you know body work talking about body work you could talk about like car restoration and there's a little bit of that in the wheeling world that crosses over so people mm-hmm. redo old trucks they redo oh, yeah. old jeeps things like that we're talking more from a practical trail use standpoint yeah true um you know what are and i've got a couple of them do you have any tips and tricks that our listeners should know if they're going to get into
0: patching up an old jeep at home or something like that hmm. I, I mean i could probably make a list of that you know i've been fortunate enough so far the all the body work i've been doing has been flat steel Mm -hmm. you know very minimal curves and bends and angles that have to be formed into the quote-unquote replacement pan sure but you can look i I think sherman sells a lot of them they're they're probably the biggest name in the industry that i know of Uh, or like lmc truck you can get a lot of replacement panels so if your rust is really bad you know, XJ floor, TJ floors, truck floors, cab corners, rocker panels, stuff like that. You can actually get the full blown, you know, replacement panels that you can cut to fit and use them. True. So if you have something that's got a lot of complicated bends, curves, and corners, do it. Save the time, the amount of time that you're going to spend trying to form that to fit when you could just buy it and be done with it. Trust me, just buy it. (laughs) Fair fair point.
1: Stephanie's Chevy tractor project, Mm -hmm. uh, her little Chevy tracker, but we call it Chevy Chevy tractor. We talked about that in a previous episode. When we got it, it had been Mm T-Bone. Passenger side rocker had been pushed in about four inches. Yeah, I spent the better part of over evenings after work, over a week or two, Mm -hmm. let's say 20 man hours put a lot of time into this oh yeah maybe 20 man hours into trying to push that rocker out and get it back straight again yeah i finally got to the point where i said this is a losing battle Mm -hmm. i plasma cut the rockers out bought replacement rockers welded them all in i should have just done that from the beginning
0: and how long did it take you to do that and weld them in i had the rockers all welded in within two hours so just for a little sense of scale here again my prior place of employment the body shop labor rate was, if I remember correctly, about $40 an hour at the time. Okay. So do the math on how much time and money you would have saved to just buy it.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, you I can't done. say that start to finish, it was two hours after grinding the welds and painting e- even everything. Even if it
0: was five hours. Yeah. You know, even if it was a quarter of the time, though, you've saved 15 hours of labor time. on. That. That's true. That's very so true. If, if it's a lot of complicated metal work, just buy it i'll give you that it saves you so much time just trust me on this
1: one i I will make a caution there though um they make a lot of products out there that are essentially caps yes to go over rusted areas uh either glued or welded at the seams Mm -hmm. those are okay but you need to remove not only the rust behind them absolutely but all the extra metal Yes. you never want to sandwich two pieces of sheet metal together. No, it's going to rust out twice as fast. Twi- anyway. Twice yeah. as fast. With a year or two, you're gone. Um, so anytime you have those cab corners, caps, rocker caps, yeah, just cut out everything that's there. Leave yep. about a half an inch around the seam. Yeah. Then glue it in, or well, preferably one thing, weld it in.
0: Yeah. One thing I use, and it's expensive. There's other ways around it. I use an alternative route. But uh, a weld through primer. So, bare minimum, if you're going to have a couple pieces of metal that overlap, you know, in my case, the XJ floor, where I'm plug welding to the torque rail, you have about an inch to two inch overlap on that rail. Mm -hmm. So, I go through and I paint the underside with a weld through primer. That way, you know, you can burn through it, but it won't burn all the paint off. That way you still have some protection underneath it. Does it really not burn the paint off? Because I've never used weld through primer. I've seen it. If but you follow the directions properly, it doesn't. But I'm a guy. But, um, so have a few drinks and then read the directions. Oh. <laughs> well, how do I have Stephanie do it? Or that. Or yeah, that. yeah. Just yeah, have her yeah. read the directions. There's probably a YouTube video for okay, it. Okay, right. No, it goes back to any you know, time you're doing any sort of paint work, you want to properly prepare it. Yeah. And that's that's one of the things. You need to prepare the metal for the primer. You need to wait for it to dry. Don't do it when it's wet. <laughs> I got you. So you're always prepping and then
1: wait. I Like, you're always telling me, like, I did this stage of my project and I'm waiting a little bit. Yeah. So I did the, this stage. I, so that explains why Project XJ is taking you 13 years.
0: 10. Okay. Well, yeah. All right. <laughs> a little, so from day one to today, it's a little over 10 years. Okay. All right. Of, of actual solid work. So, it's a sadly small number in comparison. Yeah, it's, it's a solid six hours. <laughs> Ouch. It's more than that. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, it's, it's come along. So I, I, I've done more over the years than I realized, as I know we, we've noted in a prior episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, any, any sort of paint work, anything you're doing with that, you just, you need to make sure it's properly prepped before you do it. Absolutely. And the easiest way to do that, follow the directions on the can.
1: You know, I, well, there's that too. One of the, it's kind of a, I guess you call this a hack that I learned from the old body shop guy I used to work for, Mm -hmm. is if you can't butt weld sheet metal and grind it smooth so there's no warpage, which there's very few people who can actually do that. That's hard. It is very, very hard. (laughs) I've gotten close, but I I use a grinder a lot. (laughs) One of the tricks he taught me is you weld your panel in Mm -hmm. and then you clean it up as good as you can with a wire wheel with a flap disc whatever. Mm-hmm. But then you take a um a pointed body hammer, so like a, a pick hammer I think they call them. And <laughs> you go along the weld and you make it and you dent it in so it's just below the surface of your bodywork. Okay. And then you use actual uh before you go into like any sort of body filler, you use fiberglass um like uh the tiger hair fiberglass right right. very very thin skim coat Mm -hmm. over it all just knock down the high points then you go to your body filler and that fiberglass really seals that up yeah and it never we did a a ford truck that i had years and years ago that way Mm -hmm. and it lasted 15 plus years and and really never popped or anything nice so um it's it's kind of a hack it's 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 hacky work, but it, it yeah. does does do the job. Yeah. Um. You know. And speaking of bondo and and you know body filler, you know, because bondo is a trade name. But, mm-hmm. um, speaking of, uh, filler, you need to make sure that your body work is within an eighth of an inch. You don't want to be putting more than an eighth of an inch yeah. of filler in there. If you get a half an inch of filler, it's going to crack. <laughs> it's going to pop. Yeah. out. Yeah.
0: yeah, I'm one of those anti filler people. Yeah, but I'm also not running a you know a show quality rig. Exactly. You know what what I'm doing. You know it's it's meant to look mean. It's meant to look rough around the edges and function. Well, Welding small so, street signs and license plates. You know, I had a stack of uh, well, legally you can't own those things, so we'll just say I had a stack of uh, strangely painted sheet metal that oh. I was going to do that with. Oh, okay. And I thought that'd be cool, because that way, anytime anybody went underneath, it's like, oh, that's what that is. <laughs> I've done it. But uh, I, I opted not to not do that, because oh. I, I had some nice heavy gauge steel anyways that I purchased from a mutual friend of ours years ago to use as my floor patches. Gotcha. So that's what I'm using. And it's actually, it's a lot thicker, heavier duty steel than what the factory was. So yes, it's going to add a little bit of weight, but it's going to last a long time, and I shouldn't need to reinforce any of the floor mounts or anything like gotcha. that. Gotcha.
1: Well, tell you what, let's take a quick break, John. When we come back, I got some some redneck bodywork stories of things I've done in the past. Do you want to hear about them? Oh, yeah, I love it. All right, let's do that. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it sounds like it's time to swap out that old engine for something better, John.
0: Yeah, man, but I have so much into my trans and transfer case set up already. I don't want to change those two.
1: Sounds like you need to call Quickdraw Brand Adapters. They specialize in conversion bell housings for nearly all diesel and gasoline engines, including the new 2.8R Cummins. You know, I like weird engines. I want something different. Then you definitely need to visit QuickdrawBrand.com today. They have those hard-to-find parts. They also have used diesel engines available. You can call them at 513-446-9654.
0: Cool. I'll do that. See what they have. Thanks.
1: And we're back um john before we get back into some of my redneck bodywork stories i uh, just thought over break of a little bit of four by four news or wheeling news that uh, we didn't cover and and i don't know that it's really like news news Mm -hmm. but i want to send uh a couple of shout outs and a couple of thank yous out there yeah okay um first of all my i guess let's just wrap it into one Mm mm-hmm we did our last episode. Of course, we talked about my dad's passing. Yes. We talked about security. Um, that has only been uploaded now for a little over 24 hours. Okay. Um, I think today's, oh no, 48 Wednesday, hours. 48 hours. Yeah. Since that episode uploaded, I have had half a dozen people contact me through Facebook, or through sending me an email mm-hmm. and one person through a text that happens to have my personal number with their condolences but that's
0: not publicly known.
1: Uh, so so <laughs> it wouldn't take much to figure it out I'll tell you that mm. um, but um, I've, I've had through text and like I said through Facebook and through one email um, folks send their condolences or their thoughts and things like that and Because they heard it on Wheeling. Oh, wow. And I, you know, I don't want to name names because I know sometimes that's private for people and things like that because none Mm. of these people were looking for any sort of recognition or shout out. Yeah. If you're listening to this episode and you had sent that to me, um, I have responded, I believe, to everyone. Mm. But I do want to thank everyone for their support and for the kind words. Um, that's really, really nice. Um, it, that's it, awesome. I, it's nice to hear that people are listening to us. Absolutely. And that people care about what we're doing. Yeah, absolutely. And um, and a couple of people actually personally knew Dad through his businesses. They're mm-hmm. like, I didn't even know you guys were – I actually had one person to say – um, I didn't even know it was like a connection. Like I didn't know Wheeling had anything hmm. to do with this. I'm like, well, we're not this we're not the same business or anything like that. Yeah. But it, it was my father, you know, and so it's really nice. Just That's really cool. nice. That's so awesome. um but um back to body work and yeah. our well, there you go. Actually, yes. Oh man, let's tie it together. <laughs> I told I I just you know how sometimes your mind just goes somewhere, yeah. And oh, yeah. Okay, it's and it's beyond our ADD. I'm just talking <laughs> about dad, and for some reason, in my mind said, "Oh, bodywork and dad." Okay, my dad was not a mechanic. My dad was not a car guy. He loved old cars, loved mm. them. He would go to car shows with me. He'd take me there. He nice. It l- would tell me stories about old cars when he was a kid. But he was not a mechanic. He was not a four by four guy. But he loved old cars. He loved mm-hmm. old trucks. He, he loved the old trucks. We did stuff with and everything. He just, you know, he wasn't very mechanically inclined. A little bit, not much. But um, when I was in high school, I had a Honda Civic Fastback, or, um, or not Fastback, Hatchback, mm-hmm. and it was done up Fast and Furious style before <laughs> Fast and the Furious even existed. So this nice. is like in the 90s, you know? So I think Fast and Furious 1 came out in like 2000 or 2001. I don't
0: know. I'll uh, find out.
1: Keep- yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure it was either 2000 or 2001. Um, well, anyways, so I had this this awesome little car. And you know, I all these little custom modifications I did to it. And uh, I'd gotten into an accident with actually an old wheel-in front of mine who might be a listener, but I had rear-ended him. I barely knew him at the time. That's kind of how we met. Mm. I actually rear-ended his truck and we ended up becoming friends, weird, you know. So I know a guy who met his wife that way. Okay. All right. <laughs> By rear-ending her? Uh other way around. But yeah. Oh, okay. Um but anyways, 2001 was the Fast and the Furious. Yeah, it was close. 2001. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, I total my Honda, essentially total my Honda. Okay, really bad little accident, but still moved under its own power down the road. Mm-hmm. I drive this thing home, and this was the first major wreck I'd ever been in. Okay, and I haven't been in many. Thankfully, I've only been in a couple in my entire life. But mm-hmm. this was a you know pretty major wreck. I was fine. I had a little bit of bruising. But I drive it home and dad comes out and he comes out of the house and you know and I'm like, Yeah, dad, I wrecked the Honda. He's like, Well, let me take a look at it. And he comes out and he looks and the hood is, is buckled right up. The hood is like two feet up in the hmm. air from what it was stock, you know? Jeez. And he's looking at this thing and he goes, We can fix this. And I'm thinking my dad's not a body guy, <laughs> like, you know. I knew my dad's not a body guy. You know, yeah. he goes out to the garage and he comes back with a sixteen-pound sledgehammer. And he smashes the living crap out of my car. <laughs> and I got to admit, he got it pretty close. I, I mean, like it. it's not like, you know, you could definitely tell the thing had been wrecked, yeah. but he kept hitting the high spots and banging out the low spots as best as he could with that 16-pound sledgehammer I like until it. the hood closed <laughs> and opened again on that car. I like it. <laughs> he did the core support and everything, and he did this all with a 16-pound sledgehammer. And I'm just like, oh, Dad, what are you doing? And he's like, there you go he's like, keep driving it till it dies That
0: sounds like an impressive
1: hammer <laughs> well 16 pound sledgehammer yeah you know awesome so um but yeah that's my dad's bodywork but okay so that's some redneck bodywork i but love it <laughs> my first attempt at bodywork i had that 64 chevy panel truck i told you about in the previous mm-hmm. episode that i uh, had put all the chains and everything on yeah well when i got this thing it had no front floors to speak of i, I mean, understand <laughs> no, no 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 floor pans no rocker panels i am this broke kid you go into college i got no money yep <laughs> um i'm like but i need i need floors and sitting out at the farm was this old 78 monte carlo that had been sitting in the weeds forever and it, i we had picked it up as a parts car or something i don't even remember mm-hmm. engine came out for a dump truck. i don't even remember why it was there but i'm looking at this thing and i'm like you know there's some sheet metal there oh yeah So I got the saws all out, and I cut (laughs) cut the roof off the Monte Carlo. I flipped the roof upside down inside the truck, probably the same 16-pound sledgehammer, sledgehammered this (laughs) this sheet metal into this resemblance of a floor pan for the front, then used drywall screws to screw it all down in and covered all the sharp seams with duct tape. I love it. (laughs) I then took and wrapped it around the sides because and then for... Wait, the duct tape or the metal? The metal. Oh, okay. Like, bent it around by hand for quote-unquote rocker panels and slammed the doors until they fit. (laughs) What? (laughs) (laughs) That is
0: awesome.
1: And... You know what? I always said to myself, "I'm going to put rockers and floor pans in this thing." I <laughs> never did.
0: Yeah, that's how it goes.
1: And I drove that thing until I sold it, and I sold that thing for more than I paid for it. And, <laughs> uh, and awesome. it was great. I had, I, but I had these these maroon red floors because they were the roof of a '78 <laughs> Monte Carlo. Nice. <laughs> uh,
0: somebody somewhere died when you said sawzall and Monte Carlo in the same sentence. <laughs> well, true. You
1: know, somebody's going. Oh my God! You cut up a '78 Monte Carlo. You know.
0: You know the thing. Of it is you use what you have available yeah you know i'm i am uh, a huge proponent of the redneck repairs you're sure. using what's available what you have at your disposal to get the job done now i'm not advocating you go out and cut mm-hmm. up a nice old car that you're saving out back for another project that monte carlo was rotted it was no good it was no you yeah. see yeah that that's a whole different animal that way and that's but, why i cut the roof off yeah. that was the only good <laughs> sheet metal <laughs> exactly you know if you need metal <laughs> I've used pieces of hoods, pieces of fenders before to re- make other repairs. Heck, I used part of a dryer to make a patch for the floor in uh, Pegasus. Well, okay, so I think I got I think I got you a little
1: bit better on that one then too. My first wheel and rig that we've talked about in previous episodes, my eighty eight GMZ Jimmy S fifteen. Mm-hmm okay the black one right the black well that was the two-door black one not the four-door black one the four-door black one was the nice one that had the one-ton axles
0: okay i so see that's one i've got the leaf springs from right? yeah yeah okay yeah
1: um the previous intercate uh, incartation- uh, i can't In- incantation yes the previous incantation which uh is that the right word no <laughs> the previous version
0: <laughs> we'll go with previous version
1: Okay, the previous version... <laughs> I can't think of the word either. This is going to bother oh, my me. wheel and rig. My first wheel and rig was the one I cut the fender wells out <laughs> and fit those bald 33s on. Mm-hmm. It was a two-door, five-speed, two-eight one. Well, anyways, I the one I bought for $40. Nice. Um, floors were rotted out. I mean, the rockers were probably bad on it, but the floors were rotted out in the front. And I drove this thing home, and I peeled back, had vinyl floors, peeled back the floors, and I'm like, man, I got to do something. Same thing. This is... Probably three years before I owned a welder Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, just didn't have the tools at my disposal to do anything properly. Yeah. So I'm looking at this thing and my neighbor across the street starts walking out. They had like this, I wouldn't call it a barn. It was like a garage slash barn thing. It was obviously Mm -hmm. like from the 20s or 30s that was behind their house. And they were cleaning it out. My neighbor starts walking out with all of these old, um five gallon gas cans huh. and old metal ones nice and rusty metal and they're junk you know yeah sent them and they've got like 20 of them and they're setting them up by the road and i look over and i go what are you doing where are these gas cans going <laughs> oh these were out in the barn they've been here since we bought the place we're just cleaning out the barn i'm like
0: hmm so i, I might <laughs> if i take a few we'll of those turning
1: and they're like no no go ahead so i took a sawzall Cut chunks of steel out of the gas cans. <laughs> nice. Hammered them into place. Drywall screws again, and I made me some floors. Nice for my Jimmy. And they actually, I used so many screws, and I think I might have even used some pop rivets. <laughs> that I hate rivets with a passion. Yeah, they're eh, getting them out sucks. Yeah, but. And I always said same thing. I'm going to put some floor pans in this eventually. <laughs> never did. I never did, and they were actually never moved. And nice. I, they were under the vinyl floors, but at if the it corners, works, it works. It's all that matters. Under the vinyl at the corners where I wrapped it up under, like the footwell area you could see where it said gasoline still. <laughs> awesome. And I remember having a few people like get in my car and, if, and my grandpa was one of them years ago. <laughs> On 9-11, he got stranded up in uh, Minnesota. Oh, wow. And he couldn't get a flight for like four days. Huh. And so my, um, another family member drove him to the UP and I drove up to the UP to pick him and my grandma up in that thing. Nice. <laughs> and uh, my grandpa gets in and I remember he's like looking down and he's like, why does it say like, gasoline down there? <laughs> and I'm like, I made the Florida gas cans, and he's like, "Now mind you, he lived through the depression." And He's yeah. like, "Yeah, I guess it works with whatever you got, you know." Awesome. I'm like, yep. So awesome. Um, but uh, that was another one of my redneck bodywork repairs. Um, I think my better or, or not better one of my final ones that that happened with the the redneck bodywork, and this actually is it was a lesson of physics for me early <laughs> on because I was not very good with physics. Gotcha in school, but um i had been rear-ended in detroit i had a ford ranger and i got rear-ended in that thing and Ooh. an accordion the whole bed and the frame i mean oh, it's really really bad and i was working at that body shop at the time and i drove it was still drivable but i mean it was horrendous looking and i took it to the body shop mm-hmm. and i said to the guy there i go hey is there anything we can do with this or do i just gotta buy a bed and maybe go get the frame straightened? and he's like nah, we got this <laughs> and i'm like yeah okay okay So he goes and he goes in the back room and he comes back out with like a 30-foot chain. And I'm like, okay. And he's like, drive the truck out in the front of the parking lot. I'm like, okay. So I take out the front of the parking lot. He goes and puts this chain around the telephone pole. Mm -hmm. Then he takes and he wraps it up around the frame, around a couple of cross members, kind of wraps it in the spot where I got hit the worst. Mm -hmm. Gets in my truck. And just about floors it, dumps it in first gear, <laughs> ram, does this. Well, like, that's different. Does this like four or five times and mm. manages to pull the bed and the frame back within probably a half an inch of where they were. That's impressive. And then he gets out, unhooks the chain. He's like, "There, you're all set." <laughs> yeah, he's like, "You want it any further now?" Uh, no, no, that's fine. How much did he charge you? That's the question. <laughs> I probably had to buy him lunch that day. I, I probably. Did. I wouldn't be complaining. <laughs> no, I know, I know, but I mean, using on uh, the other Ranger I had, the one I wrecked in the Hot Rod Magazine Power Tour years ago. They, I've seen pieces of that. Yeah, the guy used a a, a wrecker boom to <laughs> pull the front end of it out. Also, awesome. but um,
0: man, we got off on track here, didn't yeah. we? Yeah. Uh, body. before we get back on track, so I, I had this was bothering me, so I looked it up. So you, you, your incantation of a different vehicle. <laughs> Yeah, that's the wrong word. Yeah. Incarnation? No, no. Interpretation. No, that's not the right word. No, I I, I Googled um, version with a thesaurus. So it could have been adaptation, interpretation, rendition. Did I I say incantation? You did. (laughs) Incarnation. Look up
1: incarnation. I don't think that's... uh, Previous incarnation. Like if you're reincarnated, incarnation.
0: I mean, It's a real word, I think. Yeah. I'm still learning how to use this thing. Give me one. Com- aren't you a yeah. computer
1: guy? Can you not? You I got know this how to
0: thing he- yesterday. You got a new Incarnation, computer. a person who embodies in the flesh a deity, spirit, or abstract quality. Hmm. Yeah, previous incarnation. Okay. <laughs> right. So the vehicle's incarnation, I suppose, would include sure. a vehicle of a specific quality? Yeah, I don't know. Or who know. embodies a specific know. quality or spirit? So yeah. I suppose that could be considered the right word. Sure. You know, going, going back <laughs> to body work, John. Um Yeah, let's get back on topic. I'm gonna close this. I
1: there's a couple things. Let's let let's almost because we're getting close to the point where we have to close out this episode. Let's okay. let's cover a couple of things that are mistakes that early that people will make early on. Okay. Trying to do their own bodywork. Okay. Okay. And I've got a few in mind here, um, so you can add on to this as I say them. One of them is, and these are learned. Unfortunately, these are all learned mostly by me early on, but I've <laughs> talked to other people that have learned the same way.
0: Let's see um, if I've
1: done any of these. <laughs> paint and rust removal mm. is. There's only a few ways to do it that are one correct and two efficient. Yes um i learned the the first time i tried doing any sort of rust removal on an old car i used a drill with a wire brush Mm -hmm. it will work it is so 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 slow and you burn up wire brushes very fast
0: yes i'm on like my eighth oh my god you're still doing it
1: okay (laughs) um the household sanders palm sanders Mm -hmm. work okay for surface prepping paint if you're covering old paint but if you're trying to strip a whole vehicle you can pretty much buy stock in whatever sandpaper company it is because yeah. um use liquid go strippers. yeah, yeah. You, you can't sand all the paint off of a vehicle with an electric palm sander efficiently no it's not going to happen no um sandblasters people love sandblasters oh they make a mess they make a oh, mess they make such a mess and they warp sheet metal like crazy really they do the heat they create while doing the sandblasting oh. There was a guy just up the road from here he got a fairly clean 55 chevy nomad you know what a nomad is like tim tim allen on uh home improvement yes he got a nomad pretty rare car i think they only made seven or eight thousand in 55 okay Mm -hmm. pretty rare car he got this thing and he decided to restore it he sandblasted the entire car Mm -hmm. front to back all the original paint uh-oh. didn't realize that it created heat and it warped every single panel oh. he ended up painting the car like canary yellow for whatever reason which hit a lot of it but he pretty much cut the value of that car down by two-thirds because oh. it was so warped and that's a shame. you know it looked good from 50 feet away but you got up close and every single panel yeah. had these weird warps so oh, sand sandblastings for frames it's for axles something solid it is for spots rust spot on Mm -hmm. a vehicle it is not for and i'm going to tell you right now trying to fix a rust spot on a vehicle 99.9 percent of the time you are better to cut out the rust spot and replace it with real metal
0: i'd say it depends how deep it is but i'd probably agree with that statement overall if it's surface rust as so long long as rust you, different I'm talking like yeah. rust through or deep oh yeah, deep pit yeah, yeah. rust yeah. yeah I'm dealing with a lot of that
1: yeah that type of stuff you are always better just cutting it out yeah. get rid of the cancer replace something new yep yeah. and, and move on you know I don't care what kind of you know chemical compound coating that your local auto parts store is trying to sell you that converts the rust or whatever
0: it will come back so i have used a number of those products i, I have to with some some yeah luck. some success i wouldn't say complete no i would never say complete because you know rust is rust once it's there it's there yeah exactly you can i've i've had rust i've taken down the bare steel that i've you know painted out from there and i've had rust that i've just you know slathered some uh you know pour 15 on or something that's one of many products available that do that you know weirdly I've enough i've with never
1: that. used pour 15.
0: so i've used it with actually quite a bit of success on have that. You? i have but i've still had rust you know poke through okay and you know that that's the whole thing of it once it's there it's always there yeah now you can encapsulate like you said you can use a chemical conversion process and th- th- this goes back to the thing i've been saying a few times through this Proper preparation is a must. Follow the label. You, true, you true. pour yeah. fifteen. Um, I, I use a lot of the Loctite, Rust-Oleum has the you know the extend rust neutralizer stuff. Yeah, yeah, I've used that. The key to that, you can't move all the rust. You have to leave some, otherwise it doesn't work. Fair
1: point. Yeah, I I did in the trunk of my fifty five Chevy because it had a leak around the rear window. I mm-hmm. had a bunch of surface rust years ago yeah. and i followed the label to it yep. and i'm
0: pretty sure it's still not rusty yeah. and that's 20 years ago and that's I, I use a multi-step process with different pieces that i'm painting depending what it is and that that's usually like the the primer coat or i, I don't really it. it's kind of pre-primer coat that i use is that and that's you know any rust that's there i'm going to convert it i'm going to encapsulate it and protect it and hopefully not have that poke through yeah
1: um, I'd like to do a shout-out. Um, this is not a sponsor of Wheelin. If, mm-hmm. if someone there listens to Wheelin and they would like to become a sponsor, oh, hint, hint, hint. Um, <laughs> but um, I have purchased a few products from their catalog and now from their online store.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I would say that probably the number one automotive hobbyist, bodywork, supply... Catalog slash store is a company called Eastwood.
0: Yes, I'm familiar with them. Okay, you're
1: familiar with Eastwood. Yes. Um, you can get anything you need to do for body work on a car, a truck, an SUV, whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking, they don't, I don't think they sell patch panels. This is more the product. I don't you, know on that. Yeah. But like you said, Sherwood is, or Sherman and Associates yeah, tools is. Tools and Chemicals is more what they tools have. Tools and Chemicals. Yep. They are fantastic for that. Oh, God. Yeah. Um, and. I have made a couple calls, it's been a number of years now, but I've made a couple calls to them before when I've had a question and I've said, hey, I'm I'm working on this and I'm not really sure, should I look at, you know, blah, blah, blah product or blah, blah, blah product. Mm -hmm. And they are extremely knowledgeable you're not just getting some sales guy yes. on the phone you're getting an experienced
0: professional. yeah and they're like
1: oh well you need to use this and then yeah. follow it up with this boom 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 there you go so uh, like i said not a sponsor mm-hmm. um we have no
0: association whatsoever but i've been really happy with dealing with oh yeah with uh I, i've had their catalogs before seen a lot of stuff that i can use or would make things a lot easier than the way or i think you
1: really want like their english wheel it's like yes. over a thousand dollars
0: yes i i'm See, I need to get an anvil. Because right now, I'm, I'm using my my bench vise and a hammer to make things happen. And it works. Speaking of which. It just takes a while. Speaking of which. And you're welcome to use it anytime, time, John.
1: Um, something I never thought too much of. And I'm not sure that you could actually buy the products to do this. But you could make them pretty easily with a couple of products from, say, Harbor Freight. Mm-hmm. Once again, not a sponsor. If you want to sponsor us? Great. You know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but um, a shop press. If you take a shop press and they Aww. sell them pretty reasonably there for a couple hundred bucks, and you make some mandrels for it, you weld together some angles, you can bend steel into the shapes you need. Now you're not going to be doing like you're not going to be doing like a sheet metal press that's like four foot long. But if you need to yeah. bend something that's like 16, 18 inches long with a shot press, you can make it happen. The wheels are turning in my head. So you need bad. to look. You need to go out to my barn and you need to look yes. at. Uh, I bought that old shop press, and it's not a Harbor Freight one. It's an old homemade one from forever ago. And I bought it from that motorcycle fab shop. Nice. And they gave me probably in the neighborhood of 30
0: or 40 mandrels that they had made for bending nice. sheet metals into different shapes. You know, I almost bought an old – the place I bought my trans jack, he had an old antique shop press, like a hand-actuated one. Yeah, well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah like it's I, got a bottle jack on the top. Oh, no, th- this wasn't even that. This had a wheel that you spin down till it's close. Oh, I've seen And then those. a big lever. And I yeah. was this close to getting it, but I couldn't fit it in my Jeep that day. <laughs> you need a bigger vehicle. Yeah. It, you know, it was so rusted tight, though. I don't know if I could have ever freed it up. But. You,
1: know, you know, it's getting kind of dangerous that Preston is going to own a pickup truck now. Oh. Yeah. Because I got a pickup truck at disposal
0: now. Yeah, and you go a lot of places that I find stuff that I need and can't get to. (laughs) (laughs) Producer
1: Andrew's shaking his head. He's like, oh, they're going to drag more
0: crap back (laughs) to the wheel and studio now. Yeah, it's going to happen. And I'm not going (laughs) to apologize for it.
1: So actually, I want to do a whole episode about those trucks in the future and some of the history of them, the GMT 800 platform. But um, anyways, all right, all right, dude. Anything else on body work? I know there's a ton of things you can talk about in body work. Oh, we could in- go
0: all day or two on this. I'll, 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 I'll suppose my, my final note on it. Regardless of what paint products you're using, what processes you're using, you know, follow the directions on the can for preparation, for follow up layers. You know, if you're using a top coat, base coat, clear coats, whatever you're doing on top of that, follow the procedures. You know, if it says, don't use a latex. Use an oil-based, you know, top coat. Do it. There's a reason it says that. I've yeah. had negative results not following directions because I thought I knew better. I didn't. And it, it cost me a lot more time and more money in paint because I had to strip everything off I put on it and then put all the new stuff on.
1: Well, that that's one of the things about paint compounds. And I, I bet producer Andrew, who knows a lot about flooring... Um, would know that uh, different uh, types of paint and epoxies and things like that. Yes.
0: Some are they, compatible they, and some are. So,
1: exactly. There's yeah. chemical reactions. Yes. Some work, some don't. Yes.
0: Do your research before. You know, if it says wait 24 hours before top coating, wait 24 hours, wait 25. hmm You know, it's not something you want that, to, that's the process with the exhaust paint that I've been doing the last couple of days here. You don't want to wreck it. You don't want to mess it up, have to rip it all apart, do it all over again. You want to do it once and let it be good for a while. <laughs> Spe- speaking of paint, John,
1: can we finish this out on, because I know we're getting close to the time. Can we finish this out on a little bit of a plug, Yeah. but something that I, I just thought of?
0: Hmm.
1: Speaking of paint for mm-hmm. the automotive hobbyist. Yes. A mistake I've made and I've known at least four or five other automotive hobbyists that have made this mistake over the years Mm -hmm. is the coatings they have used in their shop or garage floors.
0: Mm.
1: Okay, They have used paints or epoxies that are not compatible with automotive hobbyism. Things that burn easily with torching (laughs) or things that if they spill a little bit of brake fluid or whatever, peel up easily. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do a plug here. Okay. and this is a free plug. I know, right? Where you're going with you this? You know where I'm going with this? Yep. MSC Floors,
0: mm-hmm. out
1: of Marysville, Michigan. If you have a question about what you need to do in your industrial shop, mm-hmm. and you know, like we said, Greater Michigan, Ohio, Indiana area, yeah. and was you're it five
0: states total, I think something
1: like that. Yeah. yeah. If you want, um, you want to put a floor coating in your shop. And this is not a residential thing as much because they don't do a lot of residential. But if you've got a, like, say you've got a big car dealership and you want to have a coating on the floor that is going to withstand the type of work you do there, call MSC. Yeah. They were a big supporter of Wheels in the Woods. They do beautiful work. Absolutely. Call them and and tell them, hey, this is the type of work we do, and they will inform you about the type of coating you need to put on the floor. Yeah, for sure. So I, I they'd be the guys to call. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: John, he keeps shaking his watch at us. Oh, I'm pretty sure we're way over time right, All right now. John, you do your thing <laughs> then, buddy. Thanks for listening, and have a good one, everybody.